How is everyone? Oh, man, I feel like it's been ages since I've been together. It's been two weeks, two weeks at home, uh, not seeing anybody. I'm glad to be back. Is everyone awake and alive? Yeah, good. Oh, that's good, that's good. Uh, um, yeah, no, it's good. I, who knows? Who knows God is with us everywhere? Yeah, like, like the presence of God is always with us. But God is with us this morning. We've sensed that the Holy Spirit is at work and is ministering already this morning. And so we, we want to continue with that. We, we don't want that to just be something like we sang some songs and God moved in that. We want this morning to be uh, an outworking of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Are, are you with me? Are we prepared and open? Are we ready to kind of have our faith increased today? I, I, I say that, but I actually have a bit of a downer kind of start for you, all right? Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation, though, where, where it, just, it just seemed impossible to fix? Just seemed maybe a bit hopeless. There was, there was so little you could do. What you had in your hand didn't seem big enough or good enough to fix things. I know I've definitely had that feeling over the last couple of weeks. And I know uh, Dad spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. Thanks to, thanks to Barry and Sam preaching the last couple of weeks, bringing great words. If you haven't listened, go have a listen on SoundCloud or Spotify. But I know watching the situation in Ukraine at the moment, I, I felt a bit like that. I, I, remember, I remember also a couple of years ago feeling similar when we watched the refugee crisis out of Syria. You remember just feeling absolutely hopeless. Like the little in my hand couldn't possibly fix a crazy situation where we were seeing like the worst images. Even like a little closer to home when we look at our, our own city, and I don't know who's kind of been in the city over the last couple of years, so maybe people have avoided it, but, but when we look in our city, uh, how many more rough sleepers are we seeing how many more like how many more people do we see suffering from from mental illness? And I know that when I look at those things, it seems like with my resources, with with like what I have in my hand at the moment, it seems like an impossible situation to fix. Does anyone ever get overwhelmed by that? Anyone ever feel hopeless about that? Our scripture this morning uh, comes from Matthew. It's Matthew uh, 14, starting at verse 13 to 21. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a curveball up the back. I'm going to read from the NIV this morning. Now, this is one of my, my favourite uh, Jesus stories. Like, I, I really, really love it. Uh, but it's actually... It's an impossible situation. So let, let's read, if you can read off the screens. If you've got your phones or your Bible, maybe have a look. You might want to highlight some things, things that stick out. So Matthew 14, 13 to 21. 
When Jesus heard what had happened, and he's talking about John the Baptist had, had just died, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. It's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves and bread, of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. Let's pray and explore this together this morning. God, we thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are present and you're with us. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you, that you uh, prompt us, that you change us, that you point us to Jesus this morning. God, as we open your word, as we look at this story, speak truth to us. Transform our hearts and our minds, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So the disciples are facing this impossible situation. There's massive crowds. Uh, they'd been listening to Jesus. Jesus had been healing them. So, of course, they're going to stick around. Uh, but, but the crowds were starting to maybe turn a little bit. Does anyone get hangry? Are there any hangry people? I have a son. I won't name him. He's... Uh, He's one of my older ones, uh, who does not survive when he doesn't have food. He, he suffers from the worst hanger I've ever seen, to the point where he's just not like himself. You know, like personalities change, and it gets so, if he doesn't eat. And as soon as he eats, it all goes better. Well, I reckon these crowds, massive crowds, haven't had things to eat. They're starting to get a little bit hangry, I'm pretty sure. The disciples are getting worried about it. Uh, and in the end, the disciples go to Jesus saying, we don't have the resources. Jesus says, feed them. Don't worry about them going away. Just, just feed them. And they're like, Jesus, we, we don't have the resources to feed these people. We don't have the time to fix this problem. We don't have the ability to fix this problem. And, and even if we did have the resources, where, like, where are we going to get food from anyway? We see in this, uh, in one of the other gospel accounts, Andrew. Andrew speaks up. And I always, I think this is pretty funny. Maybe none of you will. But it's kind of like they're running out of ideas. They're like, how are we possibly going to feed all these people? And I can imagine the, the disciples sitting around brainstorming, you know, thinking pretty logically. And Andrew goes, well, there's a boy with like five loaves. And, and you can imagine like halfway through saying it, he's like, oh, Andrew, you idiot. Like five loaves, two fish. Like what, what difference is, is that going to make? 
But Jesus' response to the boy's offering was, bring them here to me. We've been looking over the last uh, few weeks, I think, I think we've done about four or five weeks, on our, our series, Jesus Says. And we've looked at some of like, the commands of Jesus, like, like he talks about you know, serving others, loving your enemy. Gee, that one was still tough. Loving your enemy. We, we looked at uh, Jesus overcomes the world. We looked at also Sam saying, Jesus is I am. He actually completes what we need. And this morning, the Jesus says for this morning is bring them here to me. Bring what you have in your hand to me. We see in the story that, that, that the boy brings very little in, in, in relation to the crowd. To the boy, who knows five loaves and two fish? That's, that's a pretty decent amount. He would have fed him for a couple of days, I reckon. But he brings what is in his hand. And Jesus multiplies that, doesn't he? And the crowd is fed. This morning, it's short, it's sweet, and I want to tell you it's incredibly good news. Jesus says, bring what you have in your hand to me. You see, in our hand, it's just five loaves and two fish. But in his hand, it's multiplied and it feeds 10,000 people, right? You see, in our hand, it's our, our limited resources. But in, he, in his hand, it's his glorious, unlimited riches. You see, in our hand, it's our gifts, it's our talents, it's our, it's our passions, as good as they are. But in his hands, when we bring them to Jesus, those gifts, those talents, those passions, they're multiplied. And we see kingdom movements start. We see people healed and transformed. We see neighbourhoods changed and restored. We see renewal and revival. We bring what we have right now Right now, what we have in our hand, and God blesses it and he multiplies it. Uh, there's, a, there's a scripture, there's, uh, Rowan Castle used to have a joke. It's not funny, but I'll still repeat it. The Italian prophet, Malachi, no? Malachi, 310. Cool. That, that was, I told you it wasn't funny. Malachi is, is talking about, he says, bring your offerings and Malachi is a prophet and he's telling the people, this is a word from God. Bring your offerings. Store them in, in the storehouse. Test me and see how much I will multiply that. This is a biblical principle that we bring what little we have and our God who is so gracious, who is so loving, who is so kind, multiplies what we have. And he does the miraculous. We have a couple of opportunities right now to see what God does with that. I don't think I need to labour the point anymore. Except that I want to tell you this. It says the boy just brought what he had in that moment. I think sometimes I get caught up in this idea of when I have enough. 
When I'm good enough, when I've sorted this out, then I'll bring it to Jesus. When I've built this thing up enough, then I'll bring it to Jesus and and it'll be good. I'm doing this for Jesus. Can I tell you, I, I don't think that's actually the way we're supposed to do it. I think we're supposed to bring what we have right now and Jesus does the work. Jesus multiplies it. Because do you know the work that I do, even my best work is still not as good as God's work, right? And when I do it in my strength and with my work, who knows that I get exhausted? And do you know what happens? Jesus says, come to me. My burden is actually light. That when we bring what we have right now and we give it to God and we say, God, you do the work, who knows the result is far bigger. It's far better. And do you know what? I'm not wrecked. I get to rest in the goodness and the ability of God rather than trust in just my own strength. Who thinks that's pretty good news? That's like, that's double good news, I reckon. Did you like that too? Yeah. So we got a few opportunities to respond this morning. And the first is we just saw a video around self-denial. Who knows that there's a lot of need in the world? And we can look at the world and we can see the need and we can say that is impossible for me to do anything about. We can go, what I have in my hand can't possibly fix the, the refugee crisis moving out of even Ukraine now, right? But if I bring what I have in my hand to Jesus, who knows that we see God multiply that? How good are some of the stories that we've heard? That money that the people like us here in Australia have given have meant that there are hospitals in other countries. That there are centres where people get to not just experience like, like healing in a physical sense, but also get to hear the good news of Jesus and experience spiritual healing too. So we have an opportunity in a couple of weeks to give the small amount that's in our hand and get to sit back and watch God multiply it. Is anyone excited about that a little bit? We... we um, Traditionally, out of this faith community, we've seen great giving at self-denial time. And I love it. It just shows generosity. But I love even more that even when we bring a good amount, God just multiplies it. That maybe one person we thought we could feed turns into the 10,000. We're going to spend some, some time in prayer. and I actually think we, we might sing, sing together. There, there's that song, This is a House of Miracles, but I love we bring everything to the feet of Jesus. And so, so we, can, we might sing that in, in a few minutes, but I want us to spend some time in prayer. And I want us this morning to bring what we have to Jesus. What is in our hand right now? doesn't matter how small you think it might be. And whether that be your resources, whether that be your time, your gifts, your talents, I want 
us to consecrate it this morning. We ask that Jesus multiply it. Not for our glory, not for our status, but, but for his glory and for his kingdom purposes. I want to tell you that I want this city to change. I, I sit, and it's been a long time. I, I've wanted this for a long time, that Adelaide, the city we live in, would change. That we would see God's kingdom come. That we would see those who are, Sam said, living in hell right now. That, that we might see them rescued. It's impossible with my resources. It's impossible with whatever talents I can bring. But I believe that if we consecrate that, if we, if we give it to Jesus this morning, that the thing that we have prayed about and dreamt about and hoped for, that we see neighbourhoods changed, that God will do that. Amen? So we're gonna, we are going to spend that time individually. But I actually think that it's super significant this morning. Uh, we met, there's a few of us who met for prayer just before. Um, and I, I think this is a morning where we are going to look back and go, that was, that was the morning where we gave this church to Jesus. This little church that we have, I want to tell you that we don't want to, <laughs> it's not just what's in my hand leading this church. It's not what I can do leading this church. It's not what our, our leadership team can do leading this church. But who knows that if we go, God, can you, can you multiply this? This isn't our work of my hand, but how about God, you build this church? I want to I place our faith community in Jesus' hand this morning. And we've seen examples of what happens when we do it, haven't we? When we bring what we have and we say, God, use this. Um, I was thinking about it this week. Do you know that there's a, there's a blessing on this church in our ministry of schools? I think I've mentioned it before. But a church of this size, which is lovely, but we're not a big church, right? Like, the, the reach and the open doors that we have across our city through schools is incredible. And I want to tell you, that's not because of just hard work. That's a placing in Jesus' hand and seeing Jesus multiply. That we have, we have a bunch of chaplains sitting with us. We have school teachers. We have youth workers in schools. And I believe that that kind of multiplication is just the beginning. That's what God can do when we bring our talents, our gifts to him. I believe it's significant because I keep thinking, and I don't know if you're similar, maybe some, some of the leaders in the room might think as well, if we, if we build this to a certain point, then maybe God will use us to change the city. I'll tell you how like not right 
that thinking is. Actually, we bring who we are as a faith community, our church to Jesus right now with what we have right now and God uses it and multiplies it. And we see our neighbourhoods change, our cities change. I also love that he doesn't, he doesn't use just leadership of a church to do that. The church is us in our week that God multiplies that. In this moment right now, uh, I might ask the team to come up and in this moment now, we, we're just going to bring ourselves before Jesus. Bring them here. Bring what you have in your hand to me, Jesus says. Individually, I, I just want us to consecrate ourselves again to offer ourselves again to Jesus. Maybe this is the first time for some of you where you're laying yourself down and saying, Jesus, what I have, use this. As a church, we're praying that God uses this, uses us. Let's pray together right now. God, we thank you that you are a God of the miraculous. And God, we again are amazed that you would even choose to have us part of your plan. In this room right now, Jesus, we hand over what is in our hand. We thank you for for how uniquely and, and individually we've been made the masterpieces that you've made us to be. But we hand those talents back to you, God, and say, use them, multiply them. Our resources that we have, we, we hand our small resources back to you, Jesus, and say, multiply them. God, we want to see your kingdom come. We want to see our city, our neighbourhoods, our households, our schools, our workplaces restored and renewed. We want to see renewal and revival in our church. We thank you that you are so good, God. We consecrate ourselves. We lay down what we have at your feet in these moments, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and move guide us and prompt us, search us in the name of Jesus.